I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Up 3 nothing at one point in the game, two goals allowed. What, 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 what went wrong totally right there? Um, nah, it's, it's, it's soccer, man. It's, it's, you you got to play the game and you got to be... Um, you know, I think one, having been a former player, when you concede on a PK, um, all of a sudden you start thinking about not losing instead of winning. That's a natural occurrence in any football players that's, that's, that's on the field. Right. And you want to preserve this in that back foot mindset, you seed space on, on Costa's goal where if it's zero zero, we're going to have a pivot step out to that and, and deal with that space. Um, on that play, we didn't have that step. And so now we open up lane and knowing that he's going to go to his left foot, knowing that he scores, that's, that's his play. That's what he does. Um, that part's a little bit upsetting. Um, but again, I think you got to find ways. And I talked to the guys, you got to find ways to win games. Like we can't stop it and call timeout. We can't, you know, and, and so just a little bit more, composure in those moments um where you know we have there's we're in injury time and we decide to play out of the back and everyone's up up front waiting for a ball and so i think it's it's more psychological than it is anything else and 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 so the the lesson learned from this game is we got to keep playing the game and you have to override the fear that you have of losing the game and that's a difficult mechanism but but again you'll see it on offense with the lack of movement people standing um, and you'll see it on defense where people not moving their feet the right way. Um, and those are examples. But again, uh, these games happen all the time in football. Uh, you know, they say 2-0 is the most dangerous lead to have. You know, 3-0 is, is also dangerous against a team like L.A. who's, who's got firepower. So, um, but again, credit to the guys for hanging in there and, and, and grinding out uh, a deserved result. Oh, well, thank you for your time, and um, congrats on a really big win today. Um, Obviously, Justin Glad was was not available for um, for the last game against LA Galaxy. That game was was quite different. There were a lot of momentum changes last game. Same with this game, just in different ways. Um, can you identify anything specifically different? I mean, up until the penalty was allowed, your team was was really dominating the game up three zero. Can can you really identify or pinpoint anything that was different in this game? No. Um, like I always say, goals change games, and they change psychology. They change emotion. Um, and that's why goals are so important. Um, but I, you know, again, they're a very good team that have players that, that, you know, Puj has been, um, he's been really good in the last couple games and he's, he is a difference maker that it's, he creates overloads in the wide areas. He creates overloads in the central areas and defending him with one guy is very difficult. And so, 
Um, but I think for the most part, um, we did a really good job. And uh, as far as, you know, the difference in games, I, I think, you know, you, when you're up, you got to manage the game better. Um, and, and that's what we didn't do in the last game. I think today, whilst we gave up two goals, we found a way to manage the game and get the result, which is, which is an improvement from the last game. I think for a majority of this game, you'd be pretty hard-pressed to find major critiques on, on most of the players' performances. A lot of guys playing very well in this game. Can you just talk about how proud you are of this team and how much it means to you and the team to make it to the semifinals of the, the U.S. Open Cup? Yeah, no, I think um, for me, again, I think, what was it, Trey, last whatever, six games, we've, we've – Seven more players have been rotating for, for every game. And, and again, when we talk about team, it's, it's easy to say it. Um, but if those players don't step up and, and do the type of work and, and put the type of performances that, that, that are worthy of getting results, then, that, then you don't rotate, right? But everyone that's stepped in, um, some playing positions that they're not the most comfortable in, but the chemistry of the group, the confidence of the group, um, and more importantly, I think, again, um, there's a couple ways to look at results from a coaching perspective. A lot of times, you know, I come in here when we don't win. Um, and to me, my brain is already thinking the things that we're going to work on to get better to everyone else. It's the end of the world. And, and, and so what you see is a group of guys that are committed to getting better and in a culture that, that thrives on improvement that thrives on. Yeah. It's emotional after the game, guys are upset. Coaches are upset, but the truth is, is like, it's got to be controlled and it's got to be constructive. Um, if not, it's like babies throwing toys out of the pram. It, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, but we've been able to then look at our performances, talk about it, not much training, but really through video and, and walkthroughs on, on, you know, the, the, the day before games and, 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 and figure out as a collective, how we want to improve the different areas of our game. And, and today, from an attacking perspective, I think we've come a long way from, from game one, two, three. Um, there's a great exhibition of football out there. The guys up front were fantastic. The guys in the middle were great. The guys in the back, um, decisions by Gav were really good. And so I'm really proud of this group. I, I think we have a ways to go. Um, it'd be naive to say, because we got the result, we're a, a finished product. Uh, again, win or lose, it doesn't matter. We want to improve. And so, um, but I think the, the foundation that this group is setting on both sides of the ball is, is a standard that we want to uphold. And the only way to uphold it is to get better. Pablo, up to this point, you guys have played every Open Cup game away from home. How, what did it feel to just come back here at home, play, be able to play this game in front of the fans and to get the win in front of the fans? Yeah, no, it's, it's been important. Obviously, it's been weighing heavy on us, um, you know, not getting the results at home that, that we'd like. Um, and... It was fantastic. A lot of open cup matches. Um, there's not a lot of crowd at some of these venues. Um, and what's special about, you know, AFF is is the passion, is the stadium full, um, you know, and credit to, uh, you know, John Kimball and, and his staff for, for filling out the stadium. Um, but it means a lot to the players. And, and again, I think um, the, the game of football is, is played with passion and emotion. Um, and the conduit to all that are the fans and you want to do everything you can to put forth a, a very nice performance, but more importantly, the last taste you get in your mouth, leaving any sporting event is, did they win? Um, and to have those two things in front of our fans after not playing a home game was really important for us tonight. Uh, I want to ask you specifically, but specifically about Rubio Rubin coming into this one, 
you know, he gets this, he gets the two goals in Austin. He gets the two assists tonight. What have, have you seen anything different from him in training or just, is it just the boost of confidence after getting the two goals? That's what it is. There's nothing different. He trains, he trains like he does all the time. And, and I've said this in the past about strikers. Um, there's a lot to do with confidence in front of the net. And when you're scoring goals, the goal is two inches wide, two feet wider and about 10 feet higher. Um, when you're not scoring goals, it's like trying to, score in a trash can it's it's so difficult you know and so uh, I think it, it, it's it's a symbiotic relationship right the player never stops um doing what he does and scoring goals and training like he's done all year and the coaches see that and they reciprocate by continuing to give him opportunities and so I couldn't be happier for for Rubio he's uh, a fantastic teammate a team player um and now he's putting points on the board which is you know unbelievable for his career but more importantly unbelievable for this group and I have to ask, after the two goals from L.A., was there any kind of nerves from the team? Was there any nerves from the bench? Or did you did you have that faith that you guys would pull it off? Yeah, I, I, we're all human beings. So whatever you felt as a fan, um, we feel times 100, right? And, and again, I think the psychological part is we don't want to let the fans down. We don't want to let each other down. We don't want to let the group down. And, you know, after the second goal, then it's like you got to reset and you got to find a way. And I, I think we got to be more vocal as a group in those moments where we're we're smacking each other on the sides of the heads with our voices to keep us tuned in because your brain starts going into what if this happens, what if this happens, and and how do we stay present in those moments? So of course, I think we all feel uh, we're all human. Uh, we all want to win, um, and at times we're all scared to lose, and so. Uh, I, I think it's more about how do we use this moment um, to learn from and, and make better decisions, in particular with the ball, because I felt like def, def, we, we defended well, but then when we got the ball, there was a lack of movement, a lack of, uh, of, of movement up front that didn't, that didn't allow us to, to move our group up the field. And we just kind of settled into a defensive shape, which in the end it worked. But again, there was some harrowing moments in there. Pablo, enhorabuena. Porque um, lo, lo, lo comentamos el otro día, uno ya tiene ganas viendo fútbol y sinceramente ver a veintitantos jugadores a ese nivel, como están compitiendo, como estás rotando y el equipo se mantiene a un nivel de competición tan alto, eso no es nada fácil verlo. Y, y, y yo te alabo ese trabajo porque realmente es, es espectacular. Gracias. Hoy es consecuencia, la victoria consecuencia de eso. Pero la, mi pregunta es, ¿qué cambió del miércoles pasado a este para que se perdiera y ahora se ganara. Es decir, ¿dónde crees tú que estuvo la clave? Pues eh, el partido en el miércoles eh, contra Los Ángeles el, el miércoles pasado, yo creo que eh, no cuando cuando marcamos el segundo gol no estuvimos enchufados del peligro que existe como un grupo y, y estamos perdimos el balón en, en lugares muy difíciles y como un grupo no no entendimos cómo cómo manejar el momento el marcador hoy día no pasó casi igual pero al fin encontramos la manera de, de, de estar unidos en, en momentos difíciles habían varias jugadas de corner de, de, de defensiva el chain el body Uh, hicieron muy buen trabajo en los últimos cinco minutos para preservar la, el marcador. Y yo creo que, y, y, y vos sabés, Carlos, que el fútbol es, es una cosa impresionante porque uno lo podemos trabajar, lo podemos mirar sobre el video, pero cuando está en la cancha, la emoción a veces te, 
de, de, sobre, de, de sobrecarga y, y perder la lógica del trabajo que uno debe ser. Pero estoy muy contento para los, los pibes, los, el grupo, eh, porque este partido fue muy importante para seguir con las confianzas que, que hemos tenido en, en los últimos partidos. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Sí, porque el nivel para mí fue exactamente igual de, de dominante en, en los dos partidos. Una última pregunta. Toca Houston ahora. Hay que elegir, digamos, entre comillas, casa o fuera. ¿Qué prefieres? ¿La final en casa y semifinal fuera o semifinal en casa y la final fuera? Ah, ambos en casa. Ambos en casa, sí, no. Pero yo, yo creo que eh, si tengo que elegir, pero prefiero el semifinal aquí en casa, porque ya cuando está en un final, tener la misma presión si está en casa o de visitante. Lo importante es llegar y tener la oportunidad para levantar una copa. Eso, ok. Ustedes van a estar eh, re contentos. Bueno, este, Pablo, de verdad, voy a repetir lo que dije alguna vez, es difícil ser el último, porque ya te ganan todas las preguntas. Pero igual, me, me gusta verte sonreír ahorita mismo porque te, te he visto muy serio y, y me gustó cuando dijiste, me siento contento por los muchachos que, que están. Pero al inicio te vi como que no tan contento, a pesar de que pasaste a la semifinal, eh, medio frustrado. ¿Es por los últimos minutos? Eh, no, porque yo... Me, como... Como entrenador, me, gusta, me gustan los partidos que son aburridos. Cuando hay tanto, tanta emoción, es porque el partido está muy parejo. Si ganamos ese partido 3-0, entro tranquilo, a, eh, todo, todos dicen que partido el lindo ganaron, pero un poco aburrido porque ganaron 3-0. Eso prefiero. Cuando el partido termina 3-2, yo sé que la gente, la, la afición la encanta porque es un partido interesante, pero como entrenador prefiero un partido bien aburrido que controlamos los momentos difíciles y salimos con las victorias. La última nada más, yo sé que el tiempo gana. ¿Te ilusiona jugar una final, sea aquí o allá, con Messi? Porque para ese entonces ya Messi va a estar jugando. Probablemente lo ponen a jugar para Inter Miami asegurar lo que es la Champions. Porque yo creo que de repente no aspiran a la Liga, pero tienen, si es que avanzan, tienen una gran oportunidad de pasar a la Champions y tanto para Real y para Inter sería fabuloso. Sí, no, para mí, eh, yo creo que para los pibes le encantarán eh, jugar contra Messi. Como entrenador, 
Lo único que estoy pensando es que nos faltan dos partidos para, para recibir la copa, para levantar la copa. Y eso, si, si no sé quién es Cincinnati y le gana a Miami, perfecto. O sea, si Miami lo gana, perfecto. Lo importante para mí como entrenador es que, lo, que los muchachos han, han puesto un esfuerzo en un, en, un, en un momento muy difícil con tantos partidos uno detrás del otro. Y ahora está, tenemos un poco de tiempo para concentrarnos en la liga, pero en agosto viene la oportunidad de estar un paso más cerca de levantar una copa. Gracias. Thanks, Thank you. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>